Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is December 30th. This is Fightful Wrestling, your AEW Rampage, your WWE SmackDown post-show. My God, what a show this was. I hit up Kate a few weeks ago, and I said, yeah, I'm coming to work on December 30th because I had people in WWE telling me they were going to do what they could to make this a big year-end show. Uh, Kate, I believe they did that. Yeah, and I was kind enough to let you come back, which I think was really big. <laughs> no, this was definitely, uh, I think the joke going around was day one might not be happening, but day 364, they're going to make something out of. And they definitely did tonight. I think uh, the Cena stuff was as expected. I think the Charlotte stuff was very unexpected for most people. And the rest of it was pretty fun. I think it was a, a very strong way to end the year if you're SmackDown. Well, the Charlotte stuff was expected. If you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, the best $5 in the business. But I'll tell you more about that later. While you're here, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. If you're new here, if you caught this banger episode of SmackDown, this good episode of Rampage as well, where uh, they were they were sort of hamstrung by travel woes, which FightfulSelect.com reported this week. We'll tell you more about that later. Uh, go ahead, leave a thumbs up. You can send super chats, humper chats. You might even be saying, what the, what the hell are humper chats? Go to humperchats.com. You're able to get your question or statement read on the air. Same here at youtube.com slash fightful. If you haven't already, you should be subscribed to youtube.com slash fightful. <clears throat> Not only are we live every single weeknight after raw, after NXT, after AEW, after Impact, after SmackDown and Rampage, we have multiple news shows a week, uh, including a, a couple that I'm on. But our interviews of late have just been unreal. Uh, Nyla Rose, Medusa, EJ and Duca, Bobby Fish, e Ethan Page, Willow Nightingale, Carmelo Hayes, Shaza. That's even before we get to the names like Tony Khan, Switchblade Jay White, Will Osprey. Just an unreal slate of interviews that we've had late uh, of late Wardlow, Eric Bischoff, uh, Dax Harwood, just uh, we've been bringing them to you nonstop. We used to do one interview a week. We stepped it up to two this year. We're ending this year, three to four interviews every single week. 
And if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, uh, Tier 2 gets early access, but also all tiers get uh, early notes from those interviews. So you will get that info before anybody else. Let's go ahead. We're leading off with SmackDown tonight. By God, Kate. Everybody's got to know at this point right now that Uncle Howdy is Chelsea Green. She's Obviously. finally back. She's finally back. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's time. It's time to just admit it. She she's back. She's Uncle Howdy. She had the sister Abigail. Yeah, everybody was like, oh, is it that hooded figure that appeared during the women's tag championship match? No, 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 people. It's Uncle Howdy for Chelsea Green. Uncle Howdy's a hot mess. I think we've all known it from, yeah. from the beginning. But hot mess yeah. howdy is gonna be the gimmick. <laughs> hot mess howdy. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, Bray Wyatt comes out. I loved what he said. He was like, I've done an awful lot. People said, was that Uncle Howdy? Here's the thing. You're going to ask me if I give a shit which of those personas that was. The answer is no. I'm just glad they finally have his first televised match uh, set up. But he he comes out and he says, yeah, I've done a lot of things that I, I regret. I've done, had to do a lot of bad things. But I don't really regret the bad things that I've had to do to get where I am. And he's interrupted by L.A. Knight who uh, is ready to challenge. He's ready to fight Bray Wyatt. He's sick of the promos. He's sick of the public therapy that Bray Wyatt is going through, as are many people, because it's been months and months and months of, of this same thing. He's finally wrestling live events. I saw where he said that he broke a finger, and somebody said, doing what? Holding a mic? Like... He has, it's been the same thing. They, he does feel a little bit like a guy now, as opposed to the Bray Wyatt that came back and captivated the whole world. But I I'm excited for the Royal rumble match before we get into the, the, the howdy stuff. I'm excited for the match to finally happen, but we're going to get another four weeks of this probably because they probably won't have him wrestle on TV before the rumble. Yeah. So I, have been trying to hang in there with this. I feel like they're kind of in a catch 22 in that you are going to want someone that's as big of a name as him in every town that you go to. But at the same time, I think this is an angle that would benefit if you left it breathing a little bit. If this was something that was on TV every other week instead of every single week would probably be a little bit more creatively fulfilling because it kind of hammers you over the head a little bit. However, <clears throat> Very glad we finally got the match on the books. Like you said, I think LA Knight is hammering this out of the park. I don't know if there's anybody in the world more made for WWE main roster television than LA Knight. They're very close to me being on LA Knight's side, though. I'm also getting sick of the promos. I also want to see them kick each other's butts in the ring at this point. Um, but overall, very excited that this will be underway at Rumble. I will say the lighting in this... John Cena wasn't the only thing that you couldn't see. I know we're leading yeah. to this pitch black match from Mountain Dew, but holy cow, a little bit of lighting. Why, why is that always the thing? Why, like, at this point, I'm starting to think they don't believe the guy can wrestle because they do everything they can to let us not see him actually wrestle, whether it be not booking matches or turning on red lights, dark lights, all this stuff. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, Uncle Howdy walks to the ring looking very, very uh, thin, to say the least. He's looking an awful lot like Oz from WCW. 
But he looks at LA Knight, hits a sister Abigail on Bray Wyatt, and LA Knight doesn't have a damn clue what's going on. Are you interested in what this is? Or, I mean, at this point, it is no longer that Uncle Howdy is an alter ego because we all see it unfold. It is somebody underneath the mask. It has to be somebody underneath the mask. If they don't pay it off, it will be complete wrestle crap. Yeah, I think they need to pay it off and they have to do so somewhat soon. Otherwise, you're getting close to... Remember the, like, what was under the cage hidden hand thing that they did with Eric Rowan? Like, we're going to be teetering into that territory if we don't get to the reveal somewhat soon. But I'm still interested. I just wish this had more breathing room. And I also feel like, man, we don't need a full Bray Wyatt entrance every time if we're going to have segments that's th- that are this short. Like, we really don't need to have an entrance that's longer than the substance of what we're getting out of it. But we are seeing some progression here. I'm just ready for this thing to move along a little bit faster. I was in the defending camp when people were like, these QR codes are taking so long. I was like, it's been two weeks. Let's give it a second. But now I'm like, let's get moving. Sir Brindo says, who is SRS and why is he in the fightful zone? It is good to be back on a Friday. (laughs) I didn't work this past Monday because they had the best of. I will not be on the post-Raw show. Will Washington will be as uh, I will either be too depressed or way too pumped up from the Bengals bills game to cover WWE raw. Uh, Speaking of guys, I do have a Cincinnati Bengals vanity project I'm working on. You can follow it at common Bengals W on Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel. Did my first live stream this week. I'll go ahead. Let me, I got a banner. I'm sure there we go. We need more white guys talking about, football out there hell yeah we do hell yeah we do uh orion ben said sorry the finn balor turn on gargano was better what i'm not sure what you mean there it's oh you mean in nxc that happened so long ago that i barely remembered it it's really brian said headed home to smackdown what a blast we got a dark match of Liv and tegan against zaya and sonya as reported on fightfulselect.com he says, my first show was the Tegan versus Dakota Cage match right before the pandemic. So happy to see her back. The pops for Cena and Charlotte were insane. Um, yes, uh, I, we're about to get into those. Uh, but I, I want to shout out Michael Cole for also paying respect to Don West in the commentary of, of the first nat- match, Solo Sokoa and Sheamus. And AEW ran a graphic as well. I have posted this many times. Don West is my favorite color commentator of the last 30 years. Uh, Since Heenan left WWF, Don West is my favorite. He wasn't always uh, because I was like, man, who is this guy they're bringing in? And just, he doesn't know anything about wrestling. And he had such infectious energy and enthusiasm. And uh, one thing that he taught me or two things, never judge a book by its cover and never take for granted what you do, because if you're enthusiastic about your job, man, that is that is a blessing. So I a lot of respect to, to Michael Cole paying respect and paying tribute to someone else who did that job, because for years and years and years, Mike Tanay and Don West were my announced team. They were my favorite announced team. They helped make the soundtrack of TNA during those years in 2005 to 2009, I thought it was must watch. I thought it was the best wrestling show on TV. So um, 
very, very glad that both companies paid respect to Don West. And I hope that he gets put into the Impact Hall of Fame because he deserves it. Not even as a vanity thing. He deserves it. He earned it. Um, I know that you weren't necessarily into wrestling as much when he was doing commentary, but I mean, God, he was, he was such a salesman. You were, I mean, you've always been a sports fan and his baseball card stuff just of its own is legendary. Yeah. And I, even though I started watching in 09, I try to go back and watch. I'm always asking people for matches that I should go back and, and watch and that TNA era had a few of them and commentary is definitely something that I notice. Uh, and he was great. You calling him a salesman is exactly right from, from what I heard. Very, very easy to listen to very easy to get into the match. Like you said, his enthusiasm was super, super contagious. It was um, like being on a field trip, listening to him. Some of those are my yeah. favorite, favorite commentators. I feel that way about Taz a lot of the time too. So uh, a very, very nice tribute. And I like that it came from Michael Cole. Like that was a, a really nice touch that it was someone who had been in the position and not a video package or just a, a graphic necessarily. But hope I get to have a job that I can be enthusiastic about someday because <laughs> this is just pulling teeth, well, this work. Well, Solo Sokoa was enthusiastic about beating Seamus's ass. I, I love <laughs> that on commentary, they were even like, I wonder when somebody's just going to tap out to getting beaten across the chest by Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus is having really, I think, the best run of his career in the ring. Just incredible, incredible run. Uh, what, what did you think of this match? I thought this match was really fun. I kind of expected it to be. I didn't love the shenanigans that we got in the finish here, but as far as the match itself, I, I think... Solo Sokoa benefited from working with someone like Sheamus too. I think it's because Sheamus is so hard hitting, it kind of gets lost how great he is at bringing people along in matches sometimes like this. Um, but yeah, they were they were out there kicking some butt for sure. I agree with you. I think Sheamus is on the best run of his career, at least his singles career. I loved the bar. I thought it was so much fun. And you forget like Sheamus is so versatile that when he's in the ring with a guy like Ricochet or something. It's a ton of fun, but when he gets someone he can lay into, like those European uppercuts hit a little bit harder, like things like that. It, you could tell he felt really comfortable laying it in tonight. And I don't know. I like, I like a hard hitting match like that. I do too. Um, man, Solo Sokoa is really putting it together. He is, they, they need him to, uh, to work with guys like Sheamus. You need to have him work with other sirloin beef sons of bitches that are going to have him uh, rise up to their level. So I think it's a very smart booking. Solo Sokoa keeps winning, keeps winning. And uh, after the match, we finally get the return of Drew McIntyre. Great pop, uh, great reaction. Great to see him back. He was out a little bit longer than... I think anybody really expected Kate, but it is good to see him back. And sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. I feel like oftentimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think Edge's career benefited from him being injured as much as it did him in the ring. Apologies to our own Robert DeFelice for that. I know he's like the biggest Edge stand in the world, but sincerely, some of the best momentum you can get in wrestling is coming back from injury. So uh, very glad to see him back. He seems to be perpetually over. I hope they give him the wins to justify that as well as things go along. 
still in the camp that he should have won at Clash at the Castle because he's that caliber guy. Like he is someone that you could strap the rocket to. Um, it's nice to see him getting fan reactions when his whole reign was essentially in COVID. So great to see him get a big return here. And I'm he's another one I'm intrigued about what happens Royal Rumble WrestleMania time. What does his track look like is something that I think would be pretty interesting. With, with, I mean, the news of some of the shakeups to the Mania card, there's a lot of questions about what a lot of people are doing. I, guys, by the way, I do see you all asking about that. Um, I, I'll probably do a, a live Q&A show tomorrow because I didn't do one uh, today or yesterday on Fightful Select. I am asking about that constantly, but uh, check in tomorrow. I should be doing a live Q&A on Select. I'll give a little more detail there. But uh, we'll also have producers and a bunch of backstage news on this episode of SmackDown. Broadway Joe says, great memories of Tanae and West in 0506. First TNA match I watched was the Monsters Ball, and they were going crazy the whole time. Uh, legitimately, the Jeff Hardy swanton call in Monsters Ball, Bound for Glory 05, is my favorite pro wrestling call of all time, and it's not even close. Ain't even close. Uh, Connor says, Happy New Year's, Kate and Sean. Any early news on AJ Styles and Gunther? I have asked about AJ Styles. I haven't been given an answer. Gunther uh, was split open in the Ricochet segment that we will be talking about in a little bit. Uh, they they had to sanitize the area with a bunch of towels, but they gave him a towel and, and tried to take care of him upon his exit. Of course, I'm going to wait and find out. Um, hopefully no concussion, but um, damn, that ain't good. That That's a bummer because they were very clearly working towards something, but... Let's go ahead and talk about that segment. Uh, Gunther comes out. They do the pose all the way through the commercial, which I think is is really, really great. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out, gets that ass whipped bad. He wants an IC title shot. Fightful Select had reported in November that the Braun tweets about flippy wrestlers did not land well and that it wasn't an angle but that as a result, he'd be ribbed about it or would be working with those types of guys. And that's what he's doing. Not only is he putting over Ricochet in matches, Ricochet is coming out to make the save for Braun, which I don't think is an accident. And I'm completely fine with as well, because the way that Ricochet has been cast under this Triple H regime is categorically different. He is made to look like he is every bit as good as he as we know him to be, as opposed to that guy who pops up once every few months, loses and sells really well. Uh, I I don't mind this at all. Like to me, where Braun is quite literally the Braun, he can flip semis and all that stuff. Ricochet is more akin to Spider Man. They each have their own set of superpowers, so to speak, and I like that. Um, what, what were your thoughts on this? Um. Braun is not for me so much. He comes across as kind of one-dimensional, uh, but Ricochet very much is. And it's very nice to see him getting put in, gosh, even a story. He was in so many random one-off matches. And I think in his last match with Gunther, there was a real showcase about how diverse his skill set is. We know all of the insane things that he's capable of, but maybe you didn't know he could lift Gunther up and <laughs> set him up for a suplex. So I think it's cool because we're getting to see a really well-rounded side of Ricochet. I do like the 
offset of the high flyer or the smaller guy coming in to kind of have the save of the bigger guy. I have no interest in a Braun Strowman ricochet friendship story whatsoever though. Team Ricochet all the way. I really, if I have my druthers at WrestleMania, Sheamus is dethroning Gunther for that IC title. That's, that's my dream, but I'm just glad to be see Ricochet built into a mid card story with some consistency. It makes me really happy. I would love to see Ricochet join the Brawling Brutes. You could have Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland with him, and you can call him Rick O'Shea. You're better than that, and that's coming from me, Sean. Come on. Come on. You know what? Um, I'll give a shout-out to, to Mr. Pulowski. He pitched the idea of a Wesley Ricochet tag team. And I love yeah, that. Yeah, I idea. like that too. That could be real, real fun. Ky- Kylie says, fun SmackDown and Drew in jeans. Good God, these bitches out here are horny. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah. Can you believe it? Leave Don't you know that on girls only watch for cute boys? Good God. <laughs> Ashton says, who do you guys get beating Gunther? Any news on Elia? I miss him. I haven't had any updates on Elia. Um, I mean, I know that some people from NXT UK are, uh, they're just biding their time. Others are off for personal reasons. Who do I want beating Gunther? That is a TBD. And it was the same thing I said when Gunther was NXT UK champion. It's the same thing I said for a long time with uh, Roman Reigns. It is TBD. As of now, I think that Gunther should be beating Honky Tonk Man's record, without a doubt. Give him another 200 and some days and have him blow past that record. I thought you were just going to leave it at Honky Tonk Man, and I got real confused about that. No. I'm in the camp. It should be Sheamus. I feel like they had match of the year. I think they owe it to Sheamus's career to do that. And I think you could do some really fun stuff within Imperium to mess that up for Gunther, man. I think when there's three guys involved, you can have a lot of fun. Uh, we're told that there's going to be a bit of a story told on Grapsity Saturday at noon Eastern about uh, what happened behind the booking of uh, AR Fox and Swerve and a lot of stuff like that. I mean, obviously, Will Washington had a front row seat for a lot of that. So tune into Grapsity on Saturday at noon, every Saturday at noon. Also, Day after dynamite every Thursday. Um, I just want to address this. Joseph says, You're crazy having him break Honky Tonk's record. He's done jack shit rememorable. What did what memorable did Honky Tonk Man do besides get his ass beat in 25 seconds? Tell me what about that rain you really remember. Because I don't remember anything. But I'll tell you what I remember. One of the best matches I ever saw in my entire life. My entire life during this IC title reign. Kylie says, he, 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 he. Man. Not to mention, I I would put Gunther and Ilya Dragunov on a list of incredible matches. I would put Gunther and Pete Dunne on one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Gunther and Ricochet. Gunther and Sheamus. There's memorable matches within this reign and in <laughs> Gunther's career that... Uh, I mean, again, I wasn't watching then, but, you know, Honky Tonk Man or whatever. I I find Gunther very rememorable. I'll just put Lacey it that way. Evans is set to make her SmackDown return. Every single time they've tried to reboot her, whether it be the fans being interested or not, she's had her legs cut out from underneath her. Like, 
They're like, oh, well, we'll move her to Raw, and then SmackDown, then Raw, then SmackDown. She'll be a babyface, then a heel. Then they're just like, well, we'll not do it at all. So if, if they're going to do this, I hope they do it. If not, put her in a tag team. Uh, Dominic's arrest video airs. This is great. It needs to happen for every holiday. I can't wait for Valentine's Day for this reason. But uh, this digital skit, Kate, I'm loving the Dominic stuff now. I think he's going to ironically get over. Now that Judgment Day is more less brood and more Bullet Club, which is funny because they feuded with actual members of the Bullet Club, I think that this is hitting a lot better since they are more self-aware and less brutish. Counterpoint. No, he's not very good. Um, as far as the Lacey Evans stuff goes, it's it's like creative has ADD with her, which is a very real thing. We'll so just move, we'll just move on from that. Sure. Um, I was just saying top that her dollar, top dollar is backstage. All... We're gonna mute Kate real quick. Top dollar is backstage. He is getting roasted repeatedly repeatedly roasted um he ends up pushing ricochet first off i want heel hit row i want that like that that would work really really well and i like aj francis a lot personally but his his persona lends to more of a heel one and this is for a royal rumble qualifying match and listen this line is gonna happen somebody is gonna say how could they even get age? How could they even get top dollar over the top rope? He couldn't get himself over the top rope. Like it's going to happen, but um, I'm cool with that. I like the match being set up. Cool. Cool. I, did you, did you miss when you just right now? Nope. I made it. There was a the sound of it rattling in and not bouncing off the side of the trash can at all. Ronda Rousey defeated Raquel Rodriguez. KE775 says, is the Rousey WrestleMania news out there true? Have you heard any news about them getting a top title on Raw? I can tell you that it doesn't look like the Becky match will happen. I don't know about what her other match will be. But, ironically, I thought this match was the best of her title reign. Not even (laughs) close. Probably the best that, that Raquel has had in a long time, too. And I love Raquel's work. I loved an awful lot about this. And all the super chats are about what happened after. So they set up this match. They built it for weeks. They brought that damn arm brace to SmackDown week after week after week. They had Raquel selling her ass off. They had her overcome so much last week. It was really good booking, I thought. They had Shayna there for her to overcome the odds. Then throughout this entire match, Ronda Rousey worked the arm. The arm that, you know, she got over working in MMA and pro wrestling, everything. There were some really incredible spots. Ronda's first go around. I I kind of warned or told people there's going to be a lot of offense that you see from Ronda Rousey that you might look at and go, well, that's not right. Or that's not normal. Well, that's because she has a high level judo background and she has drilled throws a thousand times that wrestling fans have never seen before, have never seen before. And she has transitions and things like that that work really well. I'll point out one. She had a bit of a straight jacket hold on Raquel and she had the leg hooked around. And I saw somebody say, why is she hooked the leg on that? That's not a pin. It doesn't need to be a pin. When you've got a hold like that on Raquel Rodriguez could kick herself up. Same reason you hook a leg on an arm bar as well. 
you can kick the leg up and then stack the person and you can pin them. So Ronda Rousey's high-level grappling, when it's utilized in the right way, can create really cool special moments. Like I, I really like that. This was by far the best Ronda Rousey match I've seen in a long time, Kate. And we're not going to talk about what happened afterwards yet, but uh, what, what did you think of this match? Well, ironically, with what happened afterwards, I think this has been Ronda's best match since her match with Charlotte at WrestleMania. But I I really yeah. enjoyed this. I feel like this was the best we've seen from Raquel in a really long time, too. They looked really comfortable. I'll probably head over to FightfulSelect.com to see who agented it because this is one of the more logical layouts of a wrestling match that we've seen from both of these competitors in a really, really long time. It was nice to see Raquel looking strong and not like... Um, I keep saying the night from Monty Python, who's like, tis but a scratch and all of his limbs get cut off. I'm so yeah. sick of that story. I don't need it. This was great. Raquel just looked like the strong badass that we kind of knew and loved when she was at NXT. Um, and everything made sense. I loved Ronda attacking the arm. I like things like that. If you're going to tell me someone's injured for weeks at a time and I'm the heel, I should be going after that person's weakest link. And kind of if I'm the face too, just if I'm a smart wrestler and I also feel like in general, I don't know if it's because Raquel is larger in size, but Ronda just looked like she felt a lot more comfortable laying stuff in. I think Raquel knew Ronda could take some punishment too, and it, it just made for a cleaner match. So I'm in the same camp as you. I felt like this was the... Oh, Kate's internet is garbage. Why is it so garbage? Why is I'm Kate's internet rain. garbage? For sure. It, it, I'm just going to bury it nonstop. Kate, I'm back. You're back now. Uh, so <laughs> this, I think this is to me, the second best Ronda Rousey match I've seen. That's that's how in high regard I have this. And the result wasn't really in doubt uh, because right before, right as the show went on the air, Fightful Select reported there were, we said there were discussions of Charlotte coming back. You guys know what that means by now for reported on Fightful Select. But, um, the result wasn't in doubt, and I still thought that this was probably better than any Rousey match that I've seen, except maybe the Survivor Series 18 match. And there were some good ones, too. The Sasha match, there was the, the I Quit match earlier this year that was also very good. But uh, I just thought that they killed it. The finish was amazing. The finish was, was outstanding. Uh, so kudos to both women. And Raquel just keeps on, like, she, she belongs in that main roster. And then it happens, as FightfulSelect.com reported. She's back. Charlotte is finally back. We had actually reported last week on a Q&A, like she was ready to go. She was good to go. But she comes out with a new theme. It's a phenomenal theme. She comes out with new gear. She looks like a superstar. She looks as good as ever physically. And then she gets in the ring and says, I'm not going to challenge you for a match in the future. I want one right now. Well, rad, I guess. But Rhonda is like, yeah, sure. Why not? And Shayna's like, no, don't do this. Rhonda goes, no, I don't care. And I like that because why would Rhonda be scared of anybody? She, to, in her own mind, everybody should be scared of her no matter what. She's offended at the idea that everyone isn't scared of her. And what happens? Charlotte wins the championship. They announced her as a 14-time 
world champion, Kate. I never thought I would see a scenario play out when it's near universal praise for Charlotte to show up, win a title in five minutes after not being on TV forever. Never thought I'd see it. What's your feelings on this? I liked what we ended up with. I didn't love how we got there. I think the Ronda Rousey reign hasn't been the best. And I've, I've said repeatedly, I think part of it is that Ronda Rousey is in a situation where she needs a ring general. She needs someone like yeah. Charlotte to put on a great match, which is a place that a lot of wrestlers are in. And I think that's true for a lot of the SmackDown roster. So I feel like Charlotte's overbooked. Does she know Sal? Sure. Is she a phenomenal wrestler? Yeah. Do they need that star power in the SmackDown division? Yeah, really bad. And I think at this point in the game, Charlotte Flair having the title, giving this kind of younger growing roster, the guidance that it needs when they're her opponents is a really, really, really good idea. I don't know what this means. I thought I had like kind of a clear picture about where we were going with women's storylines for WrestleMania. And now, now I really don't. Um, I think this might reopen the door to Bianca and Rhea being a thing, which makes me very happy. So I'm, I've been salivating for that match for a while. I hope it doesn't need to um, a unification match. I definitely don't want that, but definitely an interesting call. And I feel like if you're not going to be doing a draft in the next couple of weeks, you kind of have to do this. Charlotte needs to be the one that is the pillar of that division because nobody's fault. They just, they need a little help growing and, and coming along here. So I think it could be really, really great. It definitely adds some intrigue to the Royal Rumble and Mania pictures for me. So I think a good yes. call. So uh, Alan Khan says, not regretting them bringing Charlotte doing a surprise title win over Ronda. Rousey's title reign had been rather lackluster and I'd almost no interest in her match with Raquel. No offense. Uh, I mean, I didn't have as much interest either, but I did like how they built it. And I thought that based on like what they did, it, it was executed so well. I do want to point out, I mean, it was almost like an LOL Charlotte wins type of thing, but you don't see a ton of people complaining about it still. I mean, we haven't seen a women's SmackDown main event since Charlotte's left. Yeah. And like, we haven't seen a story that justifies it, right? I, of course, want to see women's main events on SmackDown, but we also haven't seen, I don't want that to happen nominally. I want it to be because it deserves to be in the main event spot. So um, hopefully her being back means we get some creative effort put into what that women's title picture looks like. Yeah. Rousey's reign, or actually, uh, Jane Beard says, uh, it seems like Ronda's better matches are the ones with top talents like the Four Horsemen, and when she faces people not in that tier, her matches become duds, and it's not even close. You definitely need a more experienced in-ring performer to adapt to her style because the judo style is one that, quite frankly, she can force you to work if she wants to because there's nothing you're going to be able to do to her anyway. But people who know how to transition in and out of that definitely work better. Anthony says, I laughed so hard when Charlotte won the SmackDown title immediately after returning. It's the most Charlotte booking thing ever, but did not mind it. Rousey as a champ was not working for me. This is a common thing that I'm seeing, Kate, is that people are like, uh, it's kind of funny that this happens, and this is what everybody always says about Charlotte. It's We see now it's not just a Vince thing. Triple H is doing it too. Um, now, this is also a performer that Triple H has not had the benefit of having 
uh, since he came in, but people don't seem that upset about it. There are a few moves that I think are the most productive moves for the company that I might not necessarily love. Do I feel burned out on Charlotte's booking or being overbooked? Yeah. Do I think it's probably the most productive move in the company on the SmackDown side to do this? Sure. Do I think Roman Reigns should fight twice at WrestleMania? No. If you have The Rock and you need to split up the titles, you probably should, even though I don't necessarily want to see that. So um, they just have to undo some of the damage that they've incurred. And it's going to take a while to dig out of that hole. But she's by far, I think, the the strongest women's wrestler on SmackDown right now. And um, this is the first time she's come into that booking in a way that they've needed her to be that person. So I, yes. to me, that's the difference. Broadway Joe says, imagine saying six months ago, Charlotte comes back, wins the title in 30 seconds, one of the biggest pops of the year, and Twitter is mostly cool with it. The power <laughs> of hating Ronda is special. Buddy, if that doesn't put a cap on 2022 as the weirdest wrestling news year mm-hmm. ever, I don't know what does. Like, this has just been the most insane year, and I love it. And somebody said... I think it was Denise on the prediction video. She's like, what could make next year bigger? And I said, if WWE, AEW, New Japan, and Impact like all work together on one show, that that could maybe be close, but so much happened. Vince stepped down. I don't know if anything tops that. Because I don't think it Vince, does. Because the reality is if Vince doesn't step down, we don't even consider that that might be a possibility next year. KE775 says, a bit off topic, do you know if WWE wants to make Raw on Monday newsworthy like tonight, or do they wait until after Monday Night Football ends? Uh, No disrespect to all of you, I hope till they wait after Monday Night Football ends because the Bengals are playing the Bills. I'll be tweeting from Common Bengals W about that game. Uh, Sean says, what's next for Ronda at Mania? So the word was Rhea Ripley as per those reports. I'm still working to confirm that. To me, Kate... Rhea Ripley against either Becky, Bianca, or hell, maybe both, seemed like an awful big slam dunk to me. She don't lose at all till then. Wins the Rumble. There you go. Um, but I I don't think that... I, I don't know if Rhea and Ronda would be a good move. And, I mean, maybe that's blown all to hell because... Why the hell did she be facing Ronda? Like, Rhea needs to be competing for a title at WrestleMania. Yeah, and if Rhea's not, I think she needs to be facing Beth Phoenix. They've kind of teased that, and if Edge and Beth are going to come back into the picture on a part-time basis, that could be a really, really fun way to do so. Um, There's also a story with Rhea and Bianca right there. There's the stare-down that we got on Raw between Becky and Rhea, too. I have a much... Stronger interest in that program. I I don't know what you do with Ronda at Mania. Maybe Shayna turns on her, and that's what we're sustaining a feud for. I think that's probably the best in-ring move you could make for Ronda would be to have her face Shayna. I think the story could be really fun there, and we'll we'll see what happens. But I feel like Rhea and Bianca is the money, if not a triple threat with Miss Becky. Uh, we've got Chi-Town Spurs saying, I'll complain about it. It's better than Ronda, but it's also the second worst option to me. We've seen this so many times with Charlotte. I think that's a completely valid point. I think that is an absolutely valid point that we see this happen an awful lot to the point to where 
I almost dread the women's money in the bank because I know it's going to be uh, WWE blows their wad situation within a day. Carmella is quite literally the only person that has held that money in the bank for longer than a day. And they had to do it twice with her. Yeah. She didn't <laughs> hold it longer than two days win. the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we do see this with Charlotte. Again, I go back to who else on the SmackDown women's roster feels like a champion right now. Yes. Uh, we've got Jambeard saying, now push Ronda as a tag team, or like or Ronda and Shane as a tag team, like Ronda has said she would like to do, rather than being the woman's top champ. I, I completely agree. And True Infamous says Ronda versus Shane at Mania. No, I think if you want to cast a light on those tag team titles, we'll put Ronda and Shayna in a tag team title match. Let them do that. If that's what they want to do, if you've got a top star, that's like, please put me in a tag team title match for these underserved tag titles. I say do it, Kate. Yeah, I agree. If you're going to have tag titles, having a division is probably a good place to start. And then building a feud from having that division could be something that's great. I really like Shayna and Ronda together. I've tried to have patience around the creative around it because I, I like the idea of the two of them working together. The kind of DX... Uh, like humor and immaturity I feel like they could drop. I wasn't a fan of like clean up on Isle Green stuff that they were doing with Shotzi, but the two of them working together, I think is absolutely money and get them in the ring on the same side together, right? Like let's get both of them in the ring. I actually think that one of Rhonda's best matches was when they were in Saudi Arabia um, and she had a, a rope tied behind her back. So maybe tag wrestling is a new avenue for her would definitely make those tag belts feel important, which is something they're in desperate need of. Broadway Joe says maybe Kana versus Charlotte at Mania. That would be awfully neat. That would be very neat. I would love to see that version of Asuka. Absolutely. They have incredible chemistry in the ring. They really do. Joel, what's the percentage would, says Sean. I feel it's only right. I welcome you back to the Friday post show with a percentage question. Percentage of a forbidden door entrant in the Rumble. So when I talked to Rocky Romero, by the way, uh, early notes will be on FightfulSelect.com this weekend and early access will be on tier two. He didn't rule it out. He said he, he said they haven't asked for anything as of yet. But he's like, well, you just never know. We talked to Rocky Romero about if AEW knew about the, the, the WDB New Japan thing, if uh, I asked him about Sasha, we talked about Omega landing that deal. We talked about landing the, the Anderson deal. There's a lot of good stuff there. Jane Beard says, I didn't watch a lot of whole, uh, TNA back in the day, but if JR is the voice of the Attitude Era, Don West was the voice of TNA. Rest in power, Don West. Uh, that was their their JR and King, without a doubt, except they were far more wholesome. Far more wholesome. Uh, Justice Gillum says, we're Ty and Sammy's request legit. LMOO, love you all. No. But we do love you, too. We do. Pieces says, sorry, from not from tonight, but shout out to Julia versus Siri last night on Stardom. Absolute banger. Women's match of the year contender. That promotion is blowing up. It is. Uh, somebody asked me to uh, vote for, I think, uh, do some media stuff. I think it was Wrestle Purists, and I uh, voted for 
there ever voted for stardom's booker as booker of the year but Suri is one of my favorite performers on the planet like uh she had a rough go of it in the ufc she won her first fight in 2017 but even in 2018 after she lost two matches or two fights i was like okay i would like to see her go back to wrestling now i admittedly did not expect her to just take blow to up, it like to, this to, yeah to, I mean, I knew I knew she was a fantastic wrestler, fantastic performer. I, I'd seen her wrestle uh, plenty of times long before, but my God, she just lit everything on fire when she came back. And I love to see that because I love the crossover. Jared says, would you add a fourth member to hit row, turn heel or both? I would turn heel. I would have somebody else involved. And uh, I think Legato is probably going to add uh, some stuff as well, but. We got the Zane and Heyman segment backstage where Heyman is like implying that Roman's not happy about Sammy getting cheered. But then he says, ah, no more delay tactics. Come on in. I thought that was a very smart way to do it, to plant it in his head, then take it away. Uh, and then we got Sammy asking Roman and Roman's like, no, I'm cool with it. How could you not be pumped up? That's what I want to see out of you. I love this. This is Batista-esque, uh, but obviously much different roles. It's that good, slow burn. And if there's one person who understands how important that slow burn turn is, it is Triple H because he did that with Batista and uh, Vince McMahon wanted to do the match immediately. And they both said, no, hell no, we're not doing it. I love this. Slow, steady, wins the race. I'm digging the Sammy Roman stuff still. This has been really great and refreshing. We also haven't seen a ton of like Sammy Zayn and Paul Heyman up until the past couple of weeks. So that's just a really fun dynamic is to have like this innocent Sammy Zayn and this kiss ass of Paul Heyman kind yeah. of in the same picture. And man, I'm going to be... All tears when this turn happens on Sami Zayn, I think. This has been so great. His earnestness and his um, innocence and the way he buys into everything that's being told to him is is just all heartstrings. You just love it. Um, but this has been super fun. And I also love what we, I guess we'll talk about that later on, but what Roman has to say here, I think is, is super fun too. <clears throat> Mafia Don says, sad I missed Cena and Owen's entrances because my local Fox was doing commercials to the middle of Roman's entrance. What did I miss? Did they do anything special for Cena? No, they didn't. You didn't really miss anything. But guess what? If you started the match, you got a commercial another four minutes later. This was so goddamn dumb. And I get it. It's in the middle of the, the, the Owen selling and all that. But I also understand that if you're WWE you want to give some ad value during a John Cena match. How about this? Do it between the entrances and the start of the match. Oh, wait, they did. They did. They just went back and did it again four minutes later. So we come back on the air with like four and a half minutes left in the show. What the hell? That was, that was nasty work, Kate. That was gross. It's really dumb. I also, this frustrates me in AEW too, where there's time. So I'm like, just get a match sponsor. Someone's going to pay that bill. Someone is going to pay that bill to have yes. their brand up around John Cena's face for 12 minutes. They're not going to be mad about it. So just go get a match sponsor. It also feels more like big fight-ish 
And because yeah. Cena's wrestling once the entire year, I feel like that would have been a really easy sell. Could have pictured and pictured it. There were so many ways around this, but I had the same reaction of, did we just have a commercial break? And John Cena wasn't going to be in this match very much anyway, right? which we already learned. So hopefully it wasn't those four minutes that we were gone. Anyway, check out NordVPN.com slash Fightful as we go to a commercial right in the middle of this. My God, I don't even have the current graphic up there. How about this? That says one additional month free. How about four additional months free with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world. This thing works on all your devices. I'm still trying to find this graphic, but you know what? NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It blocks malware, online trackers, pop-up ads, all that stuff. There we go. Now we got that good, good graphic. And a 30-day money-back guarantee. So for some reason you don't like it, Hey, there you go. I know a lot of you are getting Visa gift cards, all that good stuff for Christmas. Use it on NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You'll turn that into more money. How? Well, if you buy pay-per-views like I do, UFC pay-per-views that are hyped in price again, I buy them on overseas services. I pay, oh gosh, now probably one-seventh of what they charge. So you're going to save money on this, the first pay-per-view that you buy and again, it works on all your devices, phone, laptop, desktop, PC, router. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. I love people hitting me up and saying, man, watch AEW Plus. I get to watch AEW without commercials. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. So they wouldn't have missed John Cena. Uh, people hit me up because the other day I tweeted about Peacock's terrible search interface. Well, guess what? I've got WWE Network overseas. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows that to happen. Check it out, my friends. So excited to continue working with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And the reality is every single person who's watching this can use NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Let's get that comment off the screen. Wait, what comment? This one? Mr. Showtime says, I don't want to see Sammy get turned on. I just can't. He's been so good in this role. I never want it to end. I'll cherish it till this till it's gone. Well, I mean, I don't want to watch any body in this situation get turned on because that that seems like a that seems like very counterproductive for the angle. Like I'm not trying to have people, you know, start like in the bloodline be like, "Do you see Drew in those jeans?" I don't want to see people get turned on. What's wrong with that? What if they need help doing it? Not today. Adam Weller says Cena's spot calling is still tailor made for Matthew. Ring mics were loud though. Sick of the not quite trap percussion way up the mix. WWE themes of the day dominates the arena audio. So yeah, the sweetening the crowd throughout the show. Like why you've got big returns coming nonstop. Just stop that shit. Cut it out. Cut it out. I think it's adorable that John Cena thinks he needs to call spots. Everybody in that arena knew what was coming. They knew the spots that were coming. You could have sent me out there cold, and I would have said, yeah, we're, we're doing the, the half-ass blue thunder gimmick. You're going to do the – I'm you're going to duck the clothesline on it. You'll hit me with the five-knuckle shuffle, the attitude adjustment. We're going home. There you go. <laughs> Why do you even call the spot? I don't what know. What are we doing here? You think that Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn haven't watched John Cena matches? 
Come on, brother. What are we doing? What or like they wouldn't be able to adapt. To oh, God. Clothesline you you just know that Roman Reigns was like, oh, I'm glad you said that. I thought you were going to do the proto bomb that you haven't done in 20 years. That belly to belly power bomb. My God. Oh, Unreal. Jane Beard says the thirst line. Hmm. Amish boy friendly says to bring in Cena to do two moves, have the claim of wrestling every uh, year for two decades doesn't sit right with me. If it leads to more, that's good. But if it doesn't, it's not right for me. Give the spot to someone who has been around. Buddy, I can't agree with that at all. It is the main event of a SmackDown. Um, it is It is just not that big of a deal. It is a big deal because John Cena was involved in it. I think that when John Cena was in to film Firefly Funhouse, they should have had him film random squash matches for two minutes and then scattered them over two or three months of TV. Why? Well, because he's John Cena. That's why. That's the only reason you need why. I think they should have, instead of having him do dark matches last year, he should have wrestled on TV. Why? Because he's John Cena. That's why. Because the, the people that are paying you for these television rights deals would like it an awful lot if Cena had matches on TV. Would I have been necessarily captivated by the non-story behind that? Not really, but you know what? It ain't always about me. It's about the consumer. And the consumer wants to see John Cena wrestle. So when you have John Cena, you have the opportunity to have John Cena. You utilize John Cena. Uh, any Any thoughts? Kate. Yeah, I'm not looking for a five-star classic out of John Cena when he hasn't taken a bump all year. And also, I thought it was a really good call. There's a history between John Cena and Roman Reigns that we've already seen. And on top of that, this ain't about John Cena, but it can be about John Cena, right? This is about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and everything dastardly that Roman Reigns is trying to kind of push upon this angle. So John Cena is a perfectly suitable dance partner for all of this. And I'm not looking for money in the bank 2011 out of a guy who hasn't taken a football year. Like this is a perfectly fine go home for the year. I'll take it. King of the North says Cena yelling at uh, Kevin to tag rules. Yes. And uh, Jambeard says the thing that got me about the spot calling is Cena would yell something to KO. Then one second later, ref Jess would say the same thing. Well, that's the thing. You can have the ref like replay this stuff. Like what the hell's the deal, man? I loved uh, it though because it felt like vintage John Cena to me, like yeah. just loud spot calling. But this was so unnecessary, like you had mentioned, like there there was just nothing creative that was coming down the pike that would warrant such a thing. Mister Showtime says, "God dang, Sean, turning my words around hard on me." Very clever, <laughs> John Cena. After the match, cut a little bit of a promo, said that uh, he he was a little bummed out he wasn't going to have a match, but then he found out they were doing Tampa. They made it happen. I'm glad they made it happen. I mean, it's the reason I'm here. It's the reason we got over a thousand of you watching right now. Um, they they did a little angle after where the bloodline attacked and Seamus drew Kevin helped him out. Wish they would air it. Put it put it on something. Air it on SmackDown next week. For the love of God, maximize those minutes. John Cena being back. I mean, again, it's it's legitimately the reason why I'm here on a Friday night. And uh, I mean, that's that's the power of him, like people who weren't going to normally watch the show or, or even live are watching the show. And Kim says, would much rather hear Cena call those spots and see the bald spot on his head. Poor Cena. Come Poor on, Cena. man. Things oh, have Kim. changed. She's gotten older. 
What did you think of SmackDown in totality? I thought they did a good job making it feel like a special show. I thought it was a, a pretty fun show. I do feel like um, the the Charlotte comeback outside of Reading it on Fightful Select was, was a really, really nice surprise. Cena felt like exactly what Cena was going to do. So I'll, I'll take it as the go home to SmackDown. I am very interested to see what happens on the road to WrestleMania since we don't have a pay-per-view between now and rumble, what it's going to look like is going to be interesting. AEW rampage, getting your super chats, getting your humper chats. We can still talk about Cena or literally whatever you all want. A reminder, fightfulselect.com, the most direct way to support us. I'll be doing a Q and a probably tomorrow afternoon, but uh, also Grapsity will be around tomorrow afternoon. So make sure you guys check that out. Chuck Taylor has to watch his two buddies, Trent Beretta and Orange Cassidy, wrestle while Kip Sabian trolls. Um, I Kip Sabian, after this, destroyed a jobber. I think we should actually put that before and talk about his commentary. I've really enjoyed Kip Sabian's work of late, and he had an incredible like scrum during Double or Nothing 2019, uh, StarCast, all that. It was really good, and we're just now really getting to see him coming to his own because he had the stuff with Miro and all that. What's your take on him and what we're seeing out of him? This is the best Kip Sabian that I think we've seen in AEW. He's massively over if you go to an indie show, which is pretty cool. Like I've seen him a couple times at local shows and, and people really, really like his work and there's always crazy merch lines. So good for him. This feels like the most natural rendition of what we've seen. And I also just, Really liked his commentary as we got literal best friend versus best friend here, right? Like him saying, do I hate it or do I like it? Like, I'm I'm fine with what's unfolding. Maybe it was my master plan all along. I thought it was a super fun wrinkle into the story. So him beating up a jobber, him continuing down this path, I think is super fun. I'm intrigued to see if this opens the door for Miro to come and steal this Atlantic title from Orange Cassidy. That's kind of what I'm hoping here. Orion says the Kitmaster plan is in full effect during this match. It was, and things got violent. The way, I, and the thing I love is that all three of these guys, when they need to, wrestle so aggressively. And I mean Chuck as well. Uh, I told Rocky that Chuck wrestles like somebody tells him that he sucks at wrestling right before he goes to the curtain, and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." And then we then we see it unfold. Um, this match was so good. And AEW worked with a very, very hampered roster. There were a ton of people that uh, myself and Will Washington reported were not there this week. And they they did really, really good. Yeah, I thought Dynamite was an all-timer on Wednesday, too. And I thought, I thought this Rampage was really solid. You wouldn't have known they were working with a hampered roster. Um, and I just, I liked the idea that Orange Cassidy wanted to fight Trent because Trent beat Kip. Like that's such a natural thing. And then the friendship tension made it great. Trent Beretta is, is so great in the ring, man. He's just fantastic. He's looked better than ever coming back from injury. And this Orange Cassidy run, I think, has been really wonderful in displaying what he can do. I think we saw a lot of that tonight. I feel like his matches were all kind of put together the same way before that Will Ospreay match. And now we're getting to see what Orange Cassidy is capable of. So a super fun opener. King of the North says, dive, miss into the Chuck Hug and Dan Housen stomps. Yeah, really, really good spots. 
And Adam Weller says, Kip's commentary made me want him on GTA 6 FM station. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, like, there's there's a whole lot of people that don't understand how charismatic this guy is. And you're about to see some really, really cool stuff out of him if he's if he's given the opportunity. I, I even put over his work a little bit on Twitter. And I think, let me see what he said. Oh, damn, where the hell is it? Where the heck is it? But uh, I said that I was really digging his work and especially his promo stuff. And it's not something we've got to got to really see him utilize. I think he may have deleted it, actually. But he said, oh, no, he said, give a man a fish. He can eat for a day. Give a man a mic. He can change the world. There you go. There you go. Aaron says someone calls Sue. The boys are fighting. I actually have <laughs> Sue's phone number. Founding member of chaos. Yeah. Josh Mabry says, what in the blue hell is a pitch black match? Probably some shit with bad lighting. And that's about it. <laughs> yep. Story tracks. Darby's Darby's backstage and Sting is back. It is so good to see Sting back. And especially when he's cutting bomb ass promos like this. And I love it because he called Darby on his emo bullshit, Kate. Because Darby's like, oh, you don't think I can become TNT champion again? And Sting's like, what if I don't? What if I don't? Then, you, then you're going to say that I doubted you. And then if I say that you can, you're going to lose the chip on your shoulder. And you need that. I love this. He, you, you always see these people that act like this. And like if you give them reassurance, well, they're going to lose that edge. But if, if you're like, man, be realistic, it's going to be hard. They're, then they're like, ah, you're doubting me. And years later, they'll bury you. Now, Sting knows full well what kind of a killer that Samoa Joe is because Samoa Joe and Sting have a long history together, Kate. This was a phenomenal promo from Sting. And this is how you maximize like a minute, minute and a half. We, we got so used to 20 minute promos during like reign of terror, triple H that sometimes you just look there and you say, Oh yeah, this gets it done. One and a half, two minutes. There we go. Yeah. I mentioned this last week that, Sometimes what you don't say or not exhausting a promo is the most effective thing in the world. Part of why I love Eddie Kingston is sometimes he's like, shut up. I just want to fight. Let's go. Um, I love the way that they do that on Rampage, especially because it's a one hour show and they're trying to maximize their time. So you're just naturally going to get more of that anyway. As someone that wasn't watching when Sting was around, like in his prime, it's so cool that I get to see him on my television and gosh, he just really is one of the most natural talkers. I loved, loved, loved this segment, especially because it's almost a father-son dynamic, right? This mentor-mentee type thing. Um, and that feels like how a father would talk to their kid to get them psyched up if they know them yes. well enough. This was super, super fun. So love this. And Sting just has such a, a natural way about his delivery. I thought this was a ton of fun. And I like Darby's reaction too. He was all like... <laughs> He was all hyped up. It was yeah, fun. that's what this is supposed to do. Joey says, Joey or Sting and Darby have become the dad and son in every Disney Channel movie. I mean, I don't know about Disney. Maybe like MTV after 11 p.m. in 2003 or something. Uh, Pablo says, for SRS and Kate, do we see a title change next week? Darby, Kip had a blast at Dynamite Rampage on Wednesday. We weren't shown the Rampage backstage pre-tapes. Love the Sting-Darby segment. You know, I think it's probably a good idea in some cases. If you're there for Dynamite and you don't get to see the pre-tapes, well, that's okay because word has gotten around that it's not all going to be spoiled, right? So I think that's a very smart thing for them to do. 
Uh, I don't know if we see a title change. I had been told that Wardlow was in line to get the TNT title back. And the person that hinted to me said soon. Well, they said it before Wednesday. So I assumed it was coming Wednesday. And they're like, well, maybe revolution or sooner. But I don't know. I don't think that Darby's probably going to get it back. At this point, like, why aren't Darby and Sting getting tag title shots? They've never lost a tag title or tag match together. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Samoa Joe dork, so I am just loving this reign, and I feel like it's actually been really productive. Like, Wardlow, so much great stuff happened in the chase. Then MJF got on a plane. I feel like they never really recovered it for him. Samoa Joe is just doing great heel work. I don't think the move is to have him ping pong it to Darby. Um, that first match where Darby bumped like hell for him was a ton of fun. I think we're going to see a very different type of match coming up. If the plan is to get it back to Wardlow, that's cool. I kind of feel like Wardlow has some really great work ahead of him with MJF, and I don't know if he needs that title for it, but I don't know. I'm I'm really liking this like TV, TV guy Samoa Joe run. I think it's been a blast. Preston, oh, by the way, uh, Jessica Gillum says, they never got to see a full Sting run. Too young for WCW, never could focus on TNA. Stopped watching when he was in the E, but this AEW run is filling a void I didn't know I had. Uh, I personally, I've mentioned this before, Sting, Sting, Flair, and Great Muta were the first wrestlers I saw in a ring, and it hooked me. I was always, I always wanted to see the wrestling after that, and I will never take for granted sting wrestling as long as he is and i got to see it in person because of this aw run and i'm so happy and fortunate about that but i'll never take that for granted money mark says isn't sting injured yeah he had his knee cleaned up recently but uh man vance said some wild stuff vance is like if all i knew that it would it would take to get some heat and some attention is burying some some little kid on tv i'd have done it a long time ago Rerun says Preston Vance is delivering on his promise right now. They need to get him in front of crowds for their response to his treatment of negative one. You'd have an Uber heel and faction. I I do want to see how this works in front of a crowd. He doesn't know who he's wrestling next week, uh, but I'm I'm digging this so far. I mean, there's perhaps a little more oomph I could see on the promos, but so far the the content's been pretty solid, I think. But how, how do you feel? I really liked this. I really liked in his last promo where he said that no kid should have to go through what negative one went through, but he's been a spoiled brat ever since then. Cause I liked that he acknowledged the gravity of what he went through. I loved the justification that we got of that. He was hand selected by Brody and he was the golden child and Brody's not there anymore. Right. So I thought this was fun. Um, I'm really digging this. I'm intrigued to see where this faction goes. I feel like Preston Vance and maybe this faction could be a fantastic move for, relaunching ROH. I think you could do some really fun six-man stuff in that ROH picture. John Moxley promo. I love it. Uh, he said, you know what? I knocked out Hangman Page and guess how I slept that night? Completely fine because that's my job and that's what we do and that's what we've been doing all along. John Moxley continues to be one of the best talkers in wrestling by just just saying exactly how he would feel in that particular situation. Um, Moxley is an absolute killer of a character and he's not a character. It's just him turned up. And that's what they always say. The best characters are killing it. 
Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to go on vacation. I'm starting to think this is vacation for him, man. This is just like, this point. is his version of vacation. But he's just been so valuable down this stretch. It's it's really incredible. And this Hangman Page build out, I feel like Moxley has pulled out some of Hangman Page's best work out of him. Some of the promos that he's been giving, um, some of the sincerity around the stuff he's saying is not always stuff that I've I've connected to as much yeah. with hangman and I, I think we're getting a lot of that so this is working everything that feels real feels like you want to see guys fight right and and moxley's one of the best in the world at this and i liked the justification we got on wednesday of why hangman's not going to keep going after him if you want to have the fight you got to let it go for a couple weeks i think is a, a good way to go about this having trouble getting an erection the nights are getting longer i'm but not that breeze isn't I'm... the only thing that's getting stiff that's right this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you'll receive the prescription in days. No doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. The packages arrive discreetly, but your package will not be discreet at all. We got a special deal for you. Get Blue Chew free when you use our promo code FIGHTFUL at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That hush money for the mailman. I mean, honestly, he's not going to know what he's bringing you, but word's going to get around town, I'm sure. BlueChew.com, promo code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. What do you have to lose? The blue brand is back, y'all. You come around like once every six months. Stop talking about coming. Uh, Matthew Plus says... No, no, I'm not done. Joe to Darby. You are done because your internet won't let you even say anything. But Joe to Darby, Hobbs to Wardlow to Miro. There's your next year of TNT champs, I think. But I still think they should put it on Swerve ASAP. What do you think about that lineup? He says, Joe to Darby to Hobbs to Wardlow to Miro. I'm just mad at you because I didn't even get to Vanna White my second ad. I'm so mad at you. Sorry. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, I want to throw Starks in there at some point. I feel like he yeah. belongs with like a TV title, but I like that lineup. Broadway Joe says, actually, we just read that one. Luis! Carlos' first gem. ever live event, and SmackDown was amazing. Best way to lose my voice, and man, everyone hated Ronda. Great decisions were made tonight. Hope Gunther is okay. There was so much blood. My God. Yikes. Damn. It reminds me of, I think it's super bad, where uh, they're they're drinking with McLovin, the cops, and they turn off their their walkie-talkie when they go oh my god there's so much blood and they don't respond for backup uh, matthew plus says i see kate's had a rotating cast of co-hosts lately i assume it's try to boost numbers for the friday shows hey srs have you considered the shitty numbers and lack of super chats maybe her fault and her broke ass bangs well yeah i've considered that often but listen uh I don't have to be here, so not my problem. 
300 plus podcasts this year. All right. If I was a problem, I'd be gone by now. That's cute. I remember my first 300 podcast year. Now you don't show up. So let me, let me think of how many I did last year. It was an absurd number. It <laughs> I can mute people too. Good. Good for you. Oh my the gosh. The, the, the number of podcasts that I would have done. I think I did 450, 500 one year. I was sincerely, I was like, I wonder how many Denise did if I did 300. She must I think she, done. I think she posted the number. I think she did over 300 as well. Carl, Carl March says Moxley not being the number one SI wrestler of the year is a war crime. No, it's not. Who cares? It's a list. Fightful awards are coming soon anyway. Happy New Year to both of you. Communist Manifesto Part 2 coming out soon. Mark's out. Um, yeah, the Fightful Awards uh, have been voted on. I want to remind you guys, these are a fan vote. Fightful did not vote on them. It is a fan vote. I just want to reiterate this. In a few weeks, when these awards drop, it is a fan vote. Please tell it's everyone. It's a work. Tell everyone it's a work. Jeff Jarrett, who's got some guns on him, cuts a promo with Jay Lethal. They want the acclaimed. We're getting it on Wednesday. That's cool. I'm fine with that. How about you? You're not even going to answer? Not even going to answer? Josh Mabry says, Sean, am I, why am I just now realizing you're a Moorhead grad as a WKU grad? I guess there really is something in the water in Kentucky for people who have an affinity for the wrestling biz. Well, I'm not a Moorhead grad. I went there for years and studied uh, broadcast journalism and convergent media, and I dropped out to start Fightful. So if they want to give me an honorary degree for those incredible uh, student loans I have incurred, that would be great. But hey, I think that's cool. I've been down to uh, WKU one time. Jade Cargill defeated Kiara Hogan. There was a story within this match of Velvet stopping Jade from slapping and already getting her ass whipped Kiara Hogan, but then walking off without her. Thought this was fine. Um, I mean, there's not a ton of intrigue and in like who's going to win, who's going to lose. We know Jade's winning these matches, but... This, these are the matches that need to happen until we get whoever the hell it is that's going to beat Jade. And we'll talk about that momentarily. But the match itself, I thought, was, was just fine. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it was live. But I also think it's a smart idea uh, to have Jade in these taped scenarios. Yeah, I thought the match was perfectly fine. I also thought my internet was fine before you came back, so I don't know what's going on. But not excited for Jeff Jarrett at all. You have the best tag division in the world. Why is Jeff Jarrett getting a title shot? Um, as far as this match goes, I think you're right. That match was fine. The bigger story is here. We're leading to 50-0. and 0. Jade is probably going to be without any of her friends. It'll be the most vulnerable she's ever been. Who is that person that's going to come in at 50 and oh, is the real question. Justice says this 199 is to hear what Kate was going to say. You have to pay a lot more than 199 for that. Jade Cargill gets the win. Velvet walks off after the match. Uh, I mean, it could be like a, a swerve ski, but 
right now, I think they're trying to help establish a women's tag team division. And at least it looks like it. So having red velvet and Kiara Hogan team up would be good. And realistically you can replace red velvet with another baddie. Like for what they do, you can replace her. And I think that red velvet is a lot more useful in a tag team with Kiara Hogan than standing behind, uh, standing behind Jade Cargill. That's, that's at least how I feel. I also think we haven't seen Jade on her own, really. I think that could be a really fun thing to do is have Jade have to prove it without her friends around, right? That could be something that's super fun. I think a tag division would be awesome. I think it's the easiest way to get us to three matches a week. And I do happen to know that there's a free agent out there who I think had something to do with tag women's wrestling might be the biggest name on the free agent market, male or female right now. I don't know, but could be a really, really fun way for her to walk into the company if they are headed in that direction. The custodian BPJ says Brian's granny, big AO Dave's, Dave's clean office, fightful select scoops, best thing in the IWC. Keep killing it, Sean. Well, thank you so much. Hope you enjoy a fightful select. Ten Ruza says, looks like Batista was at SmackDown tonight. He was, I, Wish they could have got him on in some capacity as well. Uh, like, I don't know, him facing John Cena would have been cool. Uh, he says, pump for both the the shows from New Year's Eve, Noah, to the April Stardom show, and also London AEW show. I think that most of the focus and news is going to be in the ring this year. So I'm excited. And also, um, yeah, it, it's just, I, I'm so glad that, that, there's stuff on the horizon that isn't like controversial necessarily, but yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think Batista will be the first wrestler to say he's going to retire and actually retire? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. He's we killing it in Hollywood, right? He is. Like, oh yeah. He's got a movie with Ron Weasley coming out. Heard about yeah. it today. Guys, leave us a thumbs up on this video. There's no reason why thousands of you should be watching. And no no thumbs up? What the hell? Jamie Hayter cuts an interview. We see the graphic again, the silhouette. Um, Ryan says the silhouette next to Soraya is obviously Kate. Yes, it is. And Christopher Hart says, what percentage are you at Mercedes debuting in LA? I got it at a good 70 now. Like, there's no way. Little Kev sent... The same super chat three times. Big thank you, little Kev. Says, do you think Mercedes is going to be the mystery partner? It has to be now. Like, they heard the buzz back then. If you let it go on this long, even. Like, there, there's a lot of people that say, oh, well, they will have to announce it next week. If you have let it go on this long, three weeks of discourse, then I, I wouldn't call it promotional malpractice, but it's ill-advised for sure. It's a huge disservice to whoever would be in that spot. Like a returning Tony Storm or Thunder Rosa, you're going to make two really great wrestlers seem like it's only so-and-so because Sasha Banks is Mercedes Renato, whatever you want to call her now. She is by far, not even close, the biggest free agent wrestling star on the market. You could... Say whatever you want about, like, better whoever. You could say Jonathan Gresham is a better whatever. Um, but, like, as far as absolute ready-made star, 
male or female, Sasha Banks is the biggest one. So it's it's a huge disservice to do to whoever would be in that spot. Never mind, just letting your fans down. So it's got to be her, in, in my opinion. And if it's not, not going to be great. Not going to be great. But if it is, holy cow, I don't even want to see like what Sasha Banks with a chip on her shoulder because she wasn't paid enough somewhere else looks like. That's going to be awesome yeah. and scary. <laughs> I, the, what I had said previously on the AEW Dynamite post show was the only person that I think they could get away with it being and not Sasha is AJ Lee, just because that would have so many other implications <laughs> because yeah. And I see people say AJ Lee can't cause she's with wow and punk status. We don't know that. And also if you think that any of them give a damn about wow, you were wrong. That does not matter. She is not signed as a wrestler there. I'm sure you think wow would not let her do an AEW appearance. Come on. Now. Yeah. The only reason I feel like, and you never know because it's wrestling, but Early on, Punk had said in an interview, like, she's done. Her neck isn't great. Like, she but she doesn't want to explore, he, but it's wrestling. Soraya was done. Edge was done. A lot of sure. people were done. Christian was done. Brian Danielson was done. Jane Beard says, hate to put this out here, but the darkest timeline. What if the mystery partner is her actual close friend? She's not like most girls. That is promotional malpractice. That would be yeah. bad. That would be very, very bad. And yes, that would be the darkest timeline. It ain't good. Uh, Joel, what's the percentage would says, uh, with AEW saying they're going to try to find out Wednesday. Do you think we find out at Sasha? It's after January 1st. <sighs> if they're going to try to find out Wednesday, I, I'm torn because it feels like they could be setting up like, oh, we will finally like reveal that it's not her, but I just, if it's not her, they would, they should just say it today. So yeah, I, I do think it's still her oil country. 44 says if Sasha does end up being Saray's mystery partners, what, are, what are the chances it could be a one-time deal that she become all elite or go per appearance to keep her options open. I think that she has all the leverage on the planet. She can do whatever she wants. If you are any wrestling company in the world, you will do whatever it is that you can to get footage of Sasha Banks on your show. That's that's what I think. Um, I don't I don't have any insight as to whether she signed or anything like that, Kate, but I think she should keep her options open. Yeah, I mean Jade looking like she could be at 50 and 0 by revolution. That bitch show becoming that boss show for that TBS title feels like something that could be very, very possible. Very, very possible. I think with the amount of money you would be paying Sasha Banks, the exploration would probably be maybe with some of the new Japan stuff and wanting to explore music and film, which is all stuff that in the long run, I think probably benefits AEW anyway. Um, but I, I think a one off would almost be a disappointment. I think you got to have her for multiple appearances. Mark Sterling makes Tony Nese versus Danielson for Seattle. First off, I saw some people crapping on this match. This is going to be a killer match. This is going to be an insane match. Brian Danielson is not losing in Seattle. We know he's not losing in Seattle. Put him in a banger match. He's going to win it. I'm all for this. I like Nice and Woods as well. Um, I think people should give him more of a shot. I think smart Mark Sterling's doing good work too. Yeah, no, that's going to rule. I think people, because they don't see... 
Woods and Nisa as consistently, maybe, like, are underestimating how great both of those guys are in the ring. Um, and Danielson is Danielson. He's obviously going over in Seattle. He's only been putting on great matches, kind of ever, but, like, with Ethan Page, and we saw with Sammy Guevara some good stuff, and, like, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I think it'll be really good. We get the pre-match interview, Swerve against Yuta. I love John Moxley putting over Swerve here. He said, Killshot was my favorite wrestler for a while, talking about Lucha Underground. That is so cool. It is a great reference. I love it. Uh, Parker and Greg Gunsman, or whatever the hell his name is, they're not giving him a name yet, they look real imposing standing behind Swerve. It's just when they do stuff, it doesn't look good. But Swerve is very good. Uh, Amish Electrician says, you just promo reminded me of a Matt Foley sketch. My friend Chandler messaged me Wednesday. And he's like, I think Yuta just parks out with a lawn chair and a 40 next to the interview set and just confronts people at this point. Like he's just always there. Uh, but yeah, that that's his, his element these days. And he's got to get those promo reps, but Swerve wins and we're getting AR Fox versus Swerve Seattle this Wednesday. That's awesome. The match was great. Tom LaValle says Swerve looked great tonight and gets AR Fox Wednesday. Pylon says going to Seattle, incredibly excited about Swerve versus AR Fox. King of the North says Swerve, they announced Swerve versus AR Fox for next week. What a great Lucha Underground nostalgia pop for me. And the match will be wild. That's the thing. This was a fantastic match in its own. And people are already looking forward to AR Fox and Swerve. We know Swerve's running that, but I love how pumped everybody is for this. This is going to be an early match of the year contender right out of the gate. Very excited for the matches. Uh, very excited for the upcoming match. Thought the match was great tonight. I am very frustrated with the storyline, unfortunately. Like, yeah. I, I don't think they look imposing. I think they look like nerds. Um, and I I was so loving the story that we were getting between Keith Lee and Swerve, and now it's gotten either postponed or completely foregone. Um, but this idea of, like, man, we're a tag team that can't get on the same page. Man, we're a tag team that has different ethical approaches to how we're willing to win a match man, we're abandoning each other and now it's extremely personal and now we don't get the blow off. feels like a huge swing and a miss to me as a fan. Um, I like Swerve and Hit Row. I thought Hit Row was holding him back a little bit. I like Swerve here. I want him to be a single star. I want him to be a champion. He should be in that TNT title picture that we were talking about as far as as who's next in line for that stuff. This this stable is, is not for me at all, unfortunately. But the match we saw tonight was great. The match against AR Fox is going to be insane. I'm excited to see Swerve in the ring forever and always. That's for sure. Incredible match. Swerve is killing it. Ryan Martin says, hey, Sean Russell, Voice put out a report stating that Dragon Lee isn't going to be the last standout independent talent coming in at NXT. Do you have any further insight into who else could be coming in? Well, I mean, we, we saw Casey Navarro get a tryout. We saw Kylie Ray get a tryout. We even saw some ROH veterans in uh, Vincent and Dutch get tryouts. Uh, Dragon Lee was brought in pretty well on, a, on an NXT deal. That's where he's headed. He's going to go to Orlando. But I don't think it's an accident that they're, first off, they've got 
these this caliber of talent doing separate tryouts than the collegiate athletes, which one, thank God they're not running these people doing the same shit because that ain't fair to anybody involved. Uh, but uh, no, I don't know of any, but I don't think it's an accident that people like Kylie Ray get, get tryouts as well. Broadway Joe says, oh no, they put press in the NXT name generator. Um, so we got people asking, I miss, why are we not getting the blow off? Well, it's at least delayed, right? We're, we got Wheeler tonight. We're getting AR Fox. I, it seems okay. like probably Keith Lee would have to go through the henchmen. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're to still going to get that. We're, yeah, I think probably, we'll, that's going to happen. It's sure going to happen at Revolution, but what I, I should have been clearer in my comments. I should mean, I was ready for that. I mean, uh, I was ready for that match to happen. Like right now, it had gotten so personal. People are burying you in the ready. chat. These are your people. These I are your Friday ready. night people. I come in and I just steal them from you. You Jam break Beard my internet and you bury me. Jambeard says, you say swerve for TNT. What if he gets his sight set on the All-Atlantic and takes the title from OC, which leads to a feud with him and Keith Lee? I think that'd be a good feud. Like, the best friends kind of implode, and that's the thing. Swerve does that dirty work, man. He'll slide in there, and he will take advantage of it and grab something that he wants, and I love that. Also, love all of you. It's great to be back here on a Friday night. Kate, it's great to be here with you. It's nice to have you here. I always love it when you swing on over to Friday nights, Sean. Listen, there's never a payoff, or maybe it's just delayed. But Kate, tell the people where they can find you. Well, you can find me about 10 minutes ago in the stream saying either foregone or delayed. But you can also find me at Miss Kate. It's not foregone. They ain't foregoing, swerving. Keith Lee? No way. I said either foregone or on delay. But the point is you can find me at Miss Kate Fave on Twitter. You can also find me at Miss Kate Fave on Patreon. Right now it's free. With the new year, there will be paid tiers that actually have value. Uh, And you can catch me every Tuesday night doing whatever the hell I do with Alex on the NXT post show and Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we are about to see uh, Kate do the audio for this show because yeah, I'll pull it. I'm a sweetheart. Hmm. Hmm. Guys. I'm waiting to see if we get any more super chats. That always happens. The last moment, the last minute, we always get a super chat, but we're not. We're not right now. Well, I'll ask you this then. If Mercedes comes in, what do you have her do as her like first moves after the tag match? Jade. Okay. Jade, without a doubt. Well, you said they might be a stat. It looks like we're setting up a tag division. I just thought that was interesting. Do you think Naomi comes in too? Um, no. No, I think she'll probably head back to to WWE, but I guess we'll see. Guys, until next time, we're out.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.